0: Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity.
2: This is Stu and this is Stupotomy.
0: Here we go, Jim. Today...
3: Look at this crew. Oh, oh, boy. Look at you. Look at My this crew. My first question is how Charlie
1: Hume weaved his way into Smiley's life. <laughs>
3: I'm very persuasive, Stu, guys, as you all well know. There he is. Just a good bride. <laughs> What's up, Smiley? <laughs> What's good? Yeah. What's that happened, I'm just laughing
0: at Charlie, that's all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I get to do that every day.
0: Yeah, you know, come on now. Charlie, you've added some flags since the last time we
1: saw you. You like your this background? Yeah. Just based on their uh, on their Zoom background, you would think that Charlie was the professional golfer, not <laughs> Smiley, you know? Oh,
3: no, wait a second. Look over Smiley's right shoulder. You see that? They see that hardware back there. Look at that trophy back there. Yeah. And then with, on the left side, there's a little NCAA trophy back there.
1: Right. But I can't I'm, really I'm, see it. Yours, I see
3: flags everywhere. It looks like you played Augusta and won the thing. I mean, <laughs> I'm just good at collecting flags. And also, come on, I'm a production professional. You know what I mean? I should know how to put these things together. Stu so remembers me back in the days of uh, when I was uh, building, putting Velcro panels on the set in the Clevelander, taking them up and down every single day.
4: Uh, making- Billy,
1: before I ask Smiley how Charlie, who is a former producer of ours, weaved his way into this interview, okay? Before I ask Smiley how he weaved his way into Smiley's life, how the fuck is Charlie a part of this interview? How did he weave himself uh, into this, Billy, since- do you know?
0: I mean, I felt like he was integral to this uh, this interview, and he had to be part of it. So here right. he is, yeah. <laughs> I just miss Charlie. So as soon as he's like, I, you exactly. know, I'd be happy to join. I'm like, absolutely. That seems to make a lot of sense. Right. Uh, I'll Smiley, just see to
2: facilitate, you know? I just <laughs> want to hear you all interview Charlie, and I'll just kind of just chip <laughs> in when I can.
1: In, t- in fact, maybe we should all just interview Charlie. You included, Smiley. What do you think?
2: Well, I mean. Yeah, I think it's got to start with what he, where he played last weekend and where he's playing this coming week. So well, let's
1: let let's start right there. Uh, but, well, hold, on. Everyone, hold, on. hold on, everyone. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to get to that, but I am interested, Smiley. <laughs> I know this creature. I know him very well. Okay, <laughs> how did he weave his way into your life? Explain that to us.
2: Uh, it's like I think it was like an arranged marriage. Uh, was the best way to describe it. Uh, I partnered up with Sirius XM and Taylor Zarzer over there kind of runs the uh runs the show in the ship and he's like hey I got a guy that uh
3: is I uh, think would be a great fit and there we go okay I mean I I'll I'll tell my side of that which is uh Taylor so Taylor is no an old you. <laughs> but well, go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear my as, side might as well. I'm just gonna yeah. run over you anyway yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh Taylor's an old boss of mine. I actually worked for Taylor uh as an intern when I was in college. He was hosting a radio show in Raleigh, and so we reconnected at the 2022 masters and uh we were kind of talking after that for a while. and when I went to work for Sirius, uh he he reached out. he's like hey we're we're gonna pick up the show with Smiley Kaufman." I know you've done a lot. We're kind of trying to do it different than regular radio shows. Wondering if you want to advise on like digital strategy for the show. And I was like, I I just want the show. Just just let me get that show. That's going to be a really, really good show. And here we are, you know, however many months
1: later. It is the Smiley show before we get to where Charlie played. And by the way, it's available wherever you get your podcast before we get to uh, before we get to
3: Smiley. uh, Charlie, where did you play last week? Where are you playing this week? Uh, so last week I played in the, the father, son at Cypress point, Uh little, little three day deal, uh, with my granddad. And, uh, we, we, we played like solid golf. It was well documented on, on the smiley show. My, uh, my ongoing struggles with the putter right now. We're thinking I might go in the, the <laughs> broomstick direction. We, we tried a lot of things. We tried uh, uh, Odyssey Jailbird to Ricky Fowler's exact specs. That's not working. Um, we tried uh, an old Tiger Woods backup putter. That's not working. So naturally the next step is the broomstick. But we we, we finished second on our flight to my... My uncle, uh, David, and my cousin, Jamie, who ended up winning the flight in the in the tournament. Um, but a lot, lot of fun had out of Cypress. There are no bad weekends at Cypress Point. And, uh, and then next week, uh, do a little do a little trip with my, my granddad and my brother to a uh, little Pine Valley action. Figured oh, might as really? well sneak, the, <laughs> sneak a midweek Pine Valley in. I uh, never hurt anybody. So, yeah, you know, just try to get all my golf in while I can, while the weather's still nice. Right. Do you squeeze in work once in a while or... What? Charlie plays,
2: Charlie plays so much more golf than me. We talk about it all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's it's frustrating how many how many tournaments he plays every other weekend, and I'm just working, try to get out when I can, and it's a, it's a totally role reversal, but. I don't know how he plays every weekend with a putting stroke that he has. It's it's a bit
1: of a tough scene. <laughs> uh, Smiley, why'd you decide to get into podcasting? Because no one else is doing that. I mean,
2: no, it's, uh, it's this niche, uh, little space that we're all in in podcasting. Uh, no, for real. It's, uh, just needed a place to kind of share my thoughts on the game of golf and connect with so many different relationships I've had, um, over the years. And once I kind of made my jump into the media space, um, you know my role with NBC as an on-course reporter. Typically, when I come in and talk about shots or something about a player, it's fairly you know short. It's quick. It's not very long. It's not a hey, this is what you know. I've I've talked to him about and go into this long deal. It's it's pretty short type of uh, verbiage for the most part when I'm on on TV. So it just kind of gives me a longer platform to give. Uh, my thoughts on the game of golf, and and also, uh, you know, get to have some fun and and kind of just, you know, it's 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 really been a enjoyable space for me to kind of continue on in this media venture.
1: Uh, there's a lot of places I want to go with you. Spring break trips, Jordan Spieth, <laughs> uh the Natty Light endorsement that you once had. Do you still have You don't still have it, do you? No? I
2: got a lot of Natty gear at the house. I mean, I, I, I won't turn down a Natty uh, <laughs> if, if it's sitting right in front of me.
1: Okay, uh, and we'll get to all that in a second, but I am wondering your thoughts on the state, the overall state of golf with Liv, the PGA, now the merger. Uh, what are your thoughts on all that?
2: Man, it's just been crazy. It's been... Uh, a lot. It's been fairly difficult to form a like. This is exactly what's going to happen. I think that's been the overall theme. Is you you can jump to conclusions pretty quick with a lot of stuff. From my perspective, I don't blame the players that went um, when they were offered the, the amount of money that they were offered. It was it was pretty stupid. I'm not going to lie. I mean it it would be hard. F- to turn down that type of money where the PJ tour, on the other hand, this year, they upped up the ante and uh, really paid the players handsomely well. And now that kind of put them in this position where they're like, we can't sustain this amount of spending over, you know, a 10, 20 year period. And that's when they realize, are we going to keep fighting uh, the PIF and in, in this endless bottomless pit of money? Or are we going to just try to partner with them? Because that's all, uh, the Saudis and the PIF, they just wanted a seat at the table and all this, and um, to me at this point, it seems like the players that have stayed on the PGA Tour have made their decision, and I think they, for the most part, it's pretty separated between one and two. Maybe a player or two uh, will continue to kind of go come and go, but I think we're going to know a lot more by the end of the Tour Championship, which is in uh, three weeks' time. I think at that point we're going to know if this framework agreement with the PIF the pga tour and live golf is if it's going to go through or not um but until then it's just going to be a lot of speculating
1: uh what do you imagine you would have said like had an offer we all know where the money's coming from we all know that that's probably not the place you want to be earning your paycheck from but what would you have said because those guys who took that money really came out looking pretty good in the end um what do you imagine your response would have been to i don't know 200 million dollars to come play at live
2: well i think it 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 differs depending on the player right if I, I was going into the last year on the pga tour i'm not playing well and they said hey we'll give you whatever million dollar deal like you just said it would be hard to say no um and just because there's no guarantees on the pga tour you know you you show up and you if you don't make the cut you're not getting paid and that's the big component is that you know all these guys are they want each other's jobs and every single year you're competing with another guy's job and they want it worse than you want it sometimes. And and you could play well and and next thing you know, you're on the corn ferry tour playing for a million dollar purse. And it's just it's a totally different lifestyle change. So there are players that made decisions that make total sense to me that went to the live, and then there's other players who I felt maybe if you know if if they fall out of the major championships because of official world golf ranking, which they still are not earning points for then you question, you know, did they make the right decision, even though like they're already rich, it's like, if there's just more money. Like, would you not want to play for more of a legacy at that standpoint? So you, you kind of just look at every single player differently in that, but going back to myself, I mean, as I sit right now, the way I played last weekend, if they came and to me and said, Hey, we'll pay you X million dollars, I'm like, Absolutely, you didn't see me just absolutely shoot the wad last weekend, but sure, I'd love to be on the cliques.
1: <laughs> right, Phil at like fifty one, when someone's offering him that type of money at that age and he can still play in the majors because he has exemptions and now they're allowed to actually play in the ma- like that's that's a really smart play by Phil.
2: Oh yeah, no, for yeah. sure. And uh the Phil one's the 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 trickiest one to figure out because he really did have a a beef with the PGA tour and the percentages that the PGA tour makes versus what they pay out to the players. It's not exactly a 50 50 split from the way Phil Mickelson looks at it. Like most other leagues golfers, they don't have a union. So there's, we don't get to look at the books. It's, it's not, we don't have a player represented at, at, at all these meetings. We have a pack, but for instance, the NBA or the NFL, you know, there would be a player sitting in the meetings that would have been going to the Saudis and, and, and the PIF to be sitting there at the seat of the table during all of that where the, the players, that's what why this thing blew up the way it did is that nobody knew about it. So from Phil's perspective, it's just the just the lack of trust that he had in the PGA Tour. I think that had more to do with it and him wanting to break off and, and try to do golf uh, where the players really, I mean, they're they're getting paid overpaid but they're they're definitely uh being being rewarded for their play
1: uh check out the smiley show also on twitter at the smiley show um charlie it's two gods. smiley is a very cool dude He, he is I am wondering. I I am still marveling at this connection that the two of you have. (laughs) I Um, think that. I can I tell you what I think is happening. I I can't get over it. I I want to be with Smiley, and yet Charlie is, and that's what's
0: pissing me off. I was gonna. I think that you started this, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna give Charlie. And then the more you find out, the more you're going to kind of be jealous of the asset that Charlie is to Smiley because you had Steph Curry on your podcast. And I would imagine that uh, someone's grandfather may have helped make that connection to get him on your podcast, possibly. And then Stugatz sees something like that and thinks, you know what? Maybe if I would have been a little bit nicer to Charlie, I could be doing a golf podcast it, with Steph Curry. If I,
3: if I could chime yeah, in there because... I, in, By in, in the, the, the booking way, get requests, Steph on this
0: podcast. Let's go. But, well,
3: and the booking request that came over for this, uh, this appearance on your show... Uh, I, I couldn't help but notice that uh, two of the names being used to promote the podcast are ones that I booked for the show uh, when when we when we did this during the middle of COVID. Tom Brady and Rory McIlroy. So I'm, yeah, I, I'm just yeah. I'm glad that's still working for us. Dude. That's really yeah. nice, you know. Yeah. It's it's that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's all. Sambo, and Jim Dunn, Jimmy Dunn, and Jimmy <laughs> Dunn. Hey, that's that- right.
2: That was a little punch and
3: counter punch. Well done there, Charlie. Yeah, hey, listen. You know, it's the only way you can. I mean, Stu gots is maybe my second listen, favorite. Smiley, podcast, was it Smiley? I knew Charlie wasn't one podcast, of us, but...
1: okay, when he was producing our show. And I saw him, front like, courtside at an NBA Finals game. And then, like, a day later, private jet, obviously, he was at Augusta, like, inside the ropes at
3: Augusta, okay? I knew he was not one of us, Smiley. All right. You know what? You know what? You know what's ironic about that? The year I went to Augusta when I was on the show was the year Smiley was in the final group at Augusta. How about that? A little bit of synergy. A little bring it full circle here. On, what happened brag. in that final? What what happened in that final group? Smiley, humble
1: brag, man. Uh, you know, I, I, Smiley, you well, were in the final group at Augusta, dude. That's so cool.
2: <laughs> it was tight. Uh, I hit it too many times. Uh, actually, I didn't hit it too many times. I hit it too many times with my putter. That was uh, that was the issue that day. Um, <laughs> No nah, man, it was sick. Uh I still like it goosebumps just the memories I have of walking through just the crowds there just insane. And um you just can't even you can't even picture in in your head what it looked like because it it, it just felt like a make believe land that I was walking on all day. But, yeah, played uh not my really I didn't play that bad. I just scored terribly and uh Augusta kind of got the better of me that day. Were you nervous? No, not really. Just uh, just didn't feel comfortable with my putter that day. And just like mechanically, just didn't feel right. And then one of the things I struggled with that day particular was I've never played with somebody um, it, similar to, for instance, like the Tiger effect when you played with Tiger. I never played with Tiger, but uh, from wh- all that I've heard is that it's so difficult to play with him because after he holds out a putt, everybody in the crowd just scatters you know they're not waiting for you to putt and that was what it was like for me playing with jordan speed the guy who won the masters the prior year and i just was really struggling to kind of get focused and deal with all the different distractions that i didn't deal with the first three days so that was one of the things looking back that i wish i would have uh, been more prepared for mentally but I mean still it it was an experience um that I'll never forget, and i I saw unfortunately what I saw in twelve was was not fun either. what Jordan blowing up, yeah, but what they don't know is uh c b s unfortunately didn't they had already cut me from the show, even though right. I was in the final group, I wasn't playing good <laughs> enough for'em right, but I hit one inside of ten feet and made a birdie, so i I was like counting like on my fingers I was like all right, so I made a what on two, three, and four. I clipped him by five here. How many strokes am I behind the lead? I I was thinking in my head, I'm still in this. <laughs> but I was so you
1: buried the hole that Jordan blew up on.
2: <laughs> yeah, nobody. But I, I I still have not even seen the video. I, I, surely they have it somewhere, and they're deep in their files. But yeah, right. I and I did a little fist pump after I made a putt. And Jordan was like, dude, like later, he's like, you didn't have to, you know, fist pump
1: that like that was kind of rude. You know, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was like, I was just happy to see the ball go in the bottom of the hole. Right. I was afraid I mean, of the tell, dark
1: all day. Tell Jordan it's not your fault that he blew up. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does that work for you, though? Because you guys are really tight. You're a good friend. And so as you're watching the master slip away from him, what are you doing as his friend? Like, how are you experiencing no, it- that? It it
2: all, like on the next tee, it all changed because I got to 13 T. It was my honor, but it was his honor the entire day as in he was hitting first off the tee because he was playing great. And he walks up to me and says, is it mere you? Meaning like, is it mere you to hit first? And <laughs> I had never been in a situation in my life where I didn't know what my next words should be. Because like we should have be, been like sorry it's me like I didn't know what to say and uh and we talked to Jordan about it on our podcast it, we we kind of went into deep uh kind of of that that hole in that situation because we really haven't spoken about it to a depth that we did on the podcast and he was he said he was uh, Charlie might be able to help me out here but he he referenced I think a Seinfeld character is that right he said always tries to make a joke of like when the situations get awkward. Was it was it a Kramer
3: or George Costanza reference? One of the uh, two. I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I've never yeah. watched
2: Seinfeld, so it, it, that's the the. Uh, so sorry for the the Seinfeld hardos that are like, no, <laughs> no that's it's okay. Seinfeld. I'm wondering <laughs> like,
0: how
1: old is Spieth where he would know that?
0: Like, with that,
2: just... <laughs> Yeah, but that that was uh. I was just like, oh, it's me. <laughs> it, was, it was awkward. All
1: right, I'm telling you guys, we're going to do this again. And next time
3: we do it, Charlie, I want Jordan and I, see, I want Steph Curry. That's on, exactly okay? yeah, exactly right. right. That's exactly And Sambo. Okay? Might, as well get J, might as well get JT and Ricky while we're at it, too. You we know, let's might just as have well. a big old, like yes. a 14 person stream. As long as yeah, Smiley's Brady, cool
0: with yeah, it. I yeah, I love as that. As long yeah. as Smiley's cool with that. Smiley. Yeah. Do you feel tension here between the two of them? Because I feel like there's a little bit of tension. <laughs> so
2: Honestly, I think we should just cut the cameras off and just watch them go. You yeah, know, just... it,
0: it feel, I, I feel like you guys should be getting along. I feel like these two podcasts should be getting along. I feel like there's yeah. more in common than you even realized, you guys. Like For example, you had on a couple weeks ago on our football podcast, Brian Harmon, who did not belong on God Bless Football because he's a golfer. <laughs> but I asked him one football question. I'm about to ask Smiley one, too. Okay, but here's my counterpoint. Smiley had on Jacoby Brissett. So, oh, you know, it seems like the shows are doing similar things where it's just like, uh, a name? Yeah, come on here. We'll figure out how to make this work. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: I did yeah. have Harmon on. I asked Harmon to be an Alabama correspondent. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I feel he's not
0: happy about it. He promises uh, you're an hour he promises what? jobs, and anyone who says anything about anything football related is like, "Ah, oh, you want to be a correspondent all season long? It's like, no, don't do that. Uh,
1: well, listen, I may have our LSU correspondent, because Smiley is a big fan of LSU and Coach O. Um, and I have told Go Tigers. You have a- Go Tigers. <laughs> Were you devastated when Coach O left? No,
2: it's, it's like the old saying goes, it's... You know, don't don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. And that was Coach O's tenure at LSU. It was it was a beautiful
3: train wreck. Hey hey Stu guys, if you knew the Carolina correspondent, you know, I'm, I'm your guy. Yeah, just, yeah, just let me know. You. I'm I'm always ready for that. Yeah. Drake May, <laughs> Thanks, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. Can you get me
0: Michael <laughs> Jordan?
3: Can you can,
1: uh,
0: you, can, you can work that? on
3: it, you know. <laughs> Uh,
1: um, smiley put us where you were when brian kelly walked into that gym and right in front of our eyes went from being brian kelly to boudreau kelly with an x Uh, put us where you were what you were thinking when that happened
2: Uh, it was during uh an lsc basketball game and i was watching it and they uh they did cut to it i think it was like on sec network or something and they showed it It was like, man, he's killing this inner, like this talking to the crowd. He speaks so well. He's CEO, like totally different than what we had had. And then he just kind of got into like the fam. Like he totally, totally tried to get a little too Southern twang into it. And I heard it. I was like, huh, that was a little, that was a little, not what anybody sounds like in Louisiana (laughs) or really anywhere in the South. It was a, uh, a bit of a head scratcher when I heard it, but I was like, yeah, you know what? Nobody probably will. I've heard it. Who else is watching LSU basketball halftime show right now? Probably just <laughs> me and a couple other guys. Cause we, I think we sucked that year. So yeah. Uh, but he's been, I think great for us. He's more of a CEO type. Uh, is it, is it a culture fit? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Nick Saban next necessarily wasn't a culture fit coming from Michigan state to LSU, but he totally changed where what we look at LSU football now, he totally changed the culture and how we do things at LSU, and uh, and Brian Kelly's no different. So he's I'm excited to see what he does. He already he did great stuff in year one, year two. I think it would be
1: even better. So you're a Bengals fan, I'm told. Is that just because of Joe Burrow? Is that it?
2: I, I mean, I guess I'm a Bengals fan. I, it would probably be Bengals and the Saints it would be my two teams.
3: Uh, is, hold on a second. This is this is some behind the scenes. Stu so, so you got's you know. Text me for a little research. I said he was a Bayou Bengals fan, which is another nickname for LSU, the My Tigers. Bad. So, okay. but I
1: think he's also a Bengals fan. I as mean, well, I, right? yeah. I, I am.
2: I I would say that I would cheer for the Bengals. I cheer for the Saints. Uh, Saints being because you know obviously Louisiana, New Orleans, and uh, and and definitely the Bengals because of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They were fun to watch, and you know, I, Birmingham is such a weird area. That's where I'm from. We are. And literally the college football capital of the world, it feels like to me, with Alabama, Auburn, all right here. And there's just so many different options around us. So many Braves fans here from the TNT or the I think it was TBS. It was everybody used to watch the Braves in the southeast. I can't remember what channel it was on, but you have them. Nobody's really a Titans fan here. Uh, you get a, you get some Saints fans. It's Just a weird area for uh, pro leagues because. Everybody here just really cares about college football.
1: Uh, Billy, I sent you the picture of a smiley with a bunch of natty lights. Yep. Yeah, you like that?
0: <laughs> I think Billy has questions for you. You. Made, you made yourself a throne, I see.
1: No, we didn't make it.
2: That's how Bush uh delivered it. We were on a guy's trip down in, at the beach, and anytime that we were on a trip, I just had to let them know like, what the address was, and they would just drop us off a ton of beer. Wait, and they, what? They, they would just uh, – they would – wheelbarrow all these natty lights in, and they set them up just like that it was like a throne and all my buddies were taking pictures on it they're like oh cool it's like a chair and then you know i'm legitimately that's what i put on that day at 8 30 in the morning was a bullets jersey a american flag bathing suit and i saw a reagan bush 84 hat and threw it on and i wasn't well i'm in that picture i am not doing well i am i could i couldn't be more in a in a rough spot and literally maybe four hours later we were on sports center twitter that same picture and we're like what in the world just happened because we just tweeted that picture out next thing you know SportsCenter center is posting that picture and they're talking about Natural white and who they signed, and they mentioned me and they mentioned Mickey Mantle as another Natty white, ah. the person that they, they signed. I was like, I am in the same words. Like, when I woke up this morning, I didn't think I'd be on Sports Center and be compared to Mickey Mantle. It was just, a, <laughs> I mean, not compared, but you know what I mean.
0: So, there was there a time in your life where you had a relationship with Anheuser Busch that you could just have a throne of beer delivered to any location you were at. Uh...
2: Yeah, like it was, a, I mean, it's and not, now it's you're not like a, with Charlie. I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it's not like we're delivering barrels of wine. I mean, they are they were fine to uh, to send over some Natty White. It's not, it's not like it's too, because uh, we we probably finished a lot of them, to be honest. I mean, we we could go back in the day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back in the day, 2016 spring break. Those trips were legendary, okay? By the way, we had Spieth on right after he won the Masters, and uh, we talked to him about the green jacket and the fact that you know he had a big party after winning it and let all his friends wear the jacket and it got stained and then and then we never had Jordan <laughs> on <out> again. Uh, <laughs> Augusta wasn't very happy. Uh, 2016 spring break, take us there. What what was going on?
2: Well, it was two weeks after the uh, the the Masters that him and I played together where all the crap on 12 happened. So two weeks later, we we couldn't be more ready to forget about what just happened. And actually, Ricky and JT played the following week in Hilton Head. And JT missed the cut by a million and Ricky shot... It was maybe Ricky missed the cut by a million and JT shot like 81 on Saturday. So when we got there, it was like, all right, all systems go. We're going to the moon. And uh, that was kind of it. And it was kind of before social media at the time. It just wasn't what it is now. You know, we we were on Snapchat and Ricky was super um involved and engaged in how he put his content out where now it's not that way anymore he doesn't typically post his personal life but at that time we were he was like hey do you care if i post uh you smashing that drive on the 12th hole with a drink in your hand i'm like absolutely not and next thing you know i had a couple more tequila drinks and now i'm uh commentating the round and so (laughs) it was uh it was pretty epic uh those boys uh we all get along great and you know still to this day we're all
1: uh very close friends are you now your dad now when life has changed a bit for you are you still doing the spring break trips with those guys or no (laughs)
2: well we went um after hilton head this year we went to palmetto bluff it's a great area about 40 minutes or so away from hilton head island and we brought the kids. It was just a different vibe. You know, we had babysitters. We still had a good time, but uh, it wasn't, you know, it's just life changes. You know, it's just not quite as early 20s, mid 20s. It's just a, you get more responsibilities now. But still, it, it was a great time with good
1: friends. What's the uh, what's the coolest foursome you found yourself playing in? The coolest.
2: The coolest foursome. So you mean just in, of any time ever? Yeah. Just
1: any time in your life.
2: I mean, I probably. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, I, I like playing with those guys it's uh, that's such a cop-out answer um I'm trying to think of cool people it's Pretty I've cool foursome. i mean it is fun. yeah i mean yeah. i there wouldn't be anybody i'd pick besides my family to play with than, than those guys just because we have so much fun together so i'll just keep it to that i've played with a lot of really cool people as well but collectively
1: not quite as organized as as those three dudes all right, so what if it's Cocho, Justin Jefferson, and Joe Burrow? Okay, you have to decide between them and JT, Speth, and Fowler. <laughs> who, who are you playing with? Come on. Oh, uh,
2: uh, no, I'm playing with my boys. Uh, yeah, I'll, I mean, I would love to play with Joey Burrow. Uh, and even, I don't even know if Justin Jefferson plays golf, but it would be sick who to cares? play with him. Right. I, w- I would just make my putts and just gritty all over the place.
1: <laughs> Is that what you would do? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd hit the gritty. <laughs> what's, the mo- what's the most money you've lost on a golf course? Um, You know,
2: I've never been a huge gambler, like not anywhere near. I would never play in Phil's games. I, I was a terrible practice round gambler because I just I like to, you know, use all my mental energy when I was playing for the tournament, not for a Tuesday. But I would probably say. On a nine-hole bet, we we do 500 uh, for nine holes, just straight up win or lose. And I think I lost that to Rory at Oakmont. And I think Ricky and I were playing, I think maybe it would have been Jay, Jordan and, and Rory or something like that. So it was really good to, you know, really help out Rory's career, give
1: him $500 because he really needed the money probably. <laughs> right, so right, exactly.
2: it's, yeah. I'm just being a really kind person. <laughs>
1: undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. Smiley Kaufman is with us. Check him out, The Smiley Show, anywhere you get your podcasts. Also, uh, at The Smiley Show on Twitter. Um, it's interesting, with Fowler, what what happened there? Like, golf is such a strange game from a mental standpoint where he's one of the best players in the world, then kind of goes away for a couple of years because he was drinking too much on spring break with you guys. I said that, you didn't say it. Uh, and then he comes back, and he has this resurgence. So, like, what happened there with him? Well, first off, golf. Uh,
2: golf yeah, is, a, golf is, a, is just an animal and a beast. You can't explain it. But we've all kind of taken our turns for playing really crappy golf. It, it first started off with me, and then it went to Jordan, then it went to Ricky, and then it went to JT. And now, it's. I think the way I played last weekend, I think it's kind of coming back to me again. Uh, so I really <laughs> need to hit balls tomorrow just to double-check that I still feel, still got it but it's <laughs> it's just a crazy game I, hopefully all three of those guys can start playing good at the same time because that's kind of how it was when when we all met is those three were all in the top 10 in the world
1: right and you were getting there right i mean i were... was getting
2: there and then injuries and changing the golf swing and next thing you know i'm holding a microphone <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <Next thing laughs> you were commentating spring break you started calling yeah exactly it i was
2: i was it was we sent that film into espn for uh this was a year and a half ago before southern hills and i was looking to try to do something else and my agent sent in some of that film of of me commentating on spring break and a couple other things And they're like all right yeah we'll give them a shot and next thing you know it's a year and a half year later that's it's been my gig it's been fun
1: Ah, uh, you're a brand new father, and we're all fathers here on this podcast, except for Charlie. So, would you want? Do you want any advice? I have <laughs> two daughters. Wait, hold,
3: hold on a second, now. I'm a father. Charlie I didn't know that. Sorry.
1: Well, congratulations. Spoiler alert. <laughs> hey, stop <laughs> playing golf and be a parent for crying out loud, Jesus! What? <laughs> I,
3: I really thank thanks for keeping up with my life, two guys. Really, really appreciate you know the level of care and interest. Well, I meant, meant we're involved care. parents. Okay, that's that's. Oh, that's that, what I'm right. sure. That, yeah. I'm sure that's, that's a what lot, you mean. That's course. a lot better too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm an absentee father, but I am a father, so you okay. can't just call him. <laughs> so Smiley, do you have any questions about being
1: a father from for, <laughs> for either of us, Mikey, for Charlie, for me, for <laughs> Billy? Because Billy also just had a kid, and he was complaining yesterday about all the school stuff, and you know, going to teacher meetings and all that stuff how old are y'all's kids mine in college
2: okay so that's a different yeah. i'm yeah. We're, we're at six or seven months right now so it's a little Ooh. different
3: timeline Hey, was yeah. young I, isn't it? Isn't it true that that uh, that your daughter just won a national championship of some sort, Sugat? She did. She, she plays lacrosse at
1: uh, at Northwestern, wow. and uh, her freshman year they won a national championship. Good friends. Uh, so good I'm super for you. Yeah. See, see, so super...
3: how I, so, so I keep up with you and your and your daughters. You know, yeah, I, Charlie, I, I feel bad. Yeah. I do,
1: Charlie. I'm not, it's going to yeah. stay with me for a little bit. It will it not. It
3: should. Yeah. No, probably not. hang about the Zoom no <laughs> call. Uh, <me>. it, <laughs>
1: It is. She did win a national championship. Um, So you're a girl dad. You're a girl dad. I am a girl dad. Yeah, twin girls. Okay, yeah. I guess that would be my question is how is life as a girl dad? Because that's currently what I am. So for me, it's, you know, it's interesting because my wife really, she was way more involved. Like when they come to me, they're coming to me for fun like they just yeah. want they want fun they want dad they want jokes they want to mess around and they come to me so they come to me for the fun and they come to me when their mom says no and that's so you have that to look forward to cuz that's that's what it's all about <laughs> just don't say no i mean don't. yeah you just don't need
2: to <laughs> just don't need to upset the beast you know like they're we can we we can get upset, it just it just get don't don't tip us over the line, you know. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're the good um, guy nine times out of ten, but do not press the button.
1: Right, and then eventually, <laughs> you know, eventually she'll, you know, you'll embarrass her, and that's all you'll have left. Okay, and then you'll, you'll embarrass her at every single turn, and then. The relationship will come full swing once they realize, oh, my God, I'm about to get out of college. I don't have a job. I need money. Time to be nice to dad again. All right. uh,
2: okay. So it's, it's like a <laughs> why, do
0: you ha- why do you have no faith in your daughter's ability to make something of themselves out of college? Um, it's a good question, Billy. I just, I mean, Emma hasn't stopped partying. She
1: has got the Syracuse. And uh, Rachel, all she does is play lacrosse. And there's no professional league in lacrosse. So
3: okay. I don't know what to tell them, you know?
0: Yeah, you you've just written them off. They're not yeah. going to amount to anything. <laughs> going like
3: sales or something, marketing,
0: you know.
1: No, I you know, no. don't want to do that. You know, Smiley knows this. Charlie, you know this. Kids don't want to work these days. They just they don't they don't want to go into he the ha, office. He, didn't you say he's they,
0: like a four month old? Like what four month old do you know that's trying to get into the workforce listen, he right away? No, wait until eighteen years from now. I mean
1: these
3: these people don't want to go to work, Smiley. I mean, and hey, oh, no, we'll, we'll
2: take him over at the Smiley Show. We'll we'll take him.
3: That's there right. You know. <laughs> couple production assistants we could use the right. help you know and just It'll, sit them on you're, over it. you're offering my
0: kids jobs right now charlie yeah. tra- 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 has golfing to do that's yeah not- come on
3: now i can't be out here editing podcasts cutting video we have golf to play good lord
2: we'll start at an internship and we'll work into yeah. it yeah well,
3: that's very nice of you guys i appreciate it uh,
1: are you enjoying are you enjoying it's it's you're exhausted right you have to be exhausted
2: you talking about me and, yeah yeah uh, no, it's it's after the first three months it it's gotten way easier um she's traveled with us on the road and we've enjoyed it uh i i've it's just a totally different lifestyle than than what you were doing before you had kids but right. once you kind of get into the the groove of things and how to figure out how babies work and how schedules change it's it's been like I can't imagine life without her it's just it's a weird switch. That'll go on and off during the day. It's like, man, this is
1: so hard. I can't imagine life without her. And it just goes back and forth. It's awesome, though. It's the best thing in the world. Enjoy every second of it, even the bad times. I tell Billy yeah, that all the exactly. time. He gets frustrated even during the bad times. You, uh, make seem,
0: you make it seem like I'm constantly complaining to you about my children. You didn't even know I was having one until like, I didn't even know Charlie had one. Before. You I mean, didn't know Charlie an... had a kid, and I'm positive <laughs> that you don't know my first daughter's name, who's two. So like, I don't even oh, know. Oh, who. Stop that! I love Brittany. I mean... Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is it not? Is her name not Britney?
0: Not even close. <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> That's and great. smiley, smiley. For the first, I have a two-year-old and I have a one-month-old. And for like, oh, the- Thank nice. you. So like, the first like year and a half, Stugatz wasn't even sure that I had a daughter. So she's like, "You have a child, right?" And I was like, "Yes."
2: <laughs> Listen, I I am the worst, the worst uh, at names. But now that all of my friends are just, all of them are starting to have kids, yeah. I can't remember any of these kids' names. Or a lot of times. I'm never sure if a baby's a male or a female. So it's right. like, oh, look at you. You
0: know, it's just say something like, oh, what a cutie. And then just keep it moving. You know what I mean? Be very non uh, specific. Kid, right? Yeah, <laughs> v- very vague.
1: Uh, uh, evaluate Charlie's you. game for us, real quick, uh, Smiley, before we get you oh. out of here.
2: So I haven't played golf with him yet, but I've been his full-time, I would say, swing and, and mental coach currently, as it stands. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. He gets an F for his putting. Uh, he gets an A for his heart. He gets an A for being the world's worst tinkerer when it comes to his golf game. <laughs> and his body's probably right now at a D-minus with his neck, which is giving him a little issues for his swing, which I think his golf swing is is a is a solid B. He's got some speed in there, but he's got some things going on wrong that I think had mostly to do uh, with his his neck. So overall grade, if we're given like a Madden score, we're going to put it right at an 81. All right.
3: Oh, I'll take eighty-one every day of the week. Yeah, that's 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 a good score.
1: Charlie, <laughs> yeah, you're a good golfer. I mean, I saw you on the range that day. You're a good golfer, man. Yeah, I yeah. play with you, but I saw you on the range.
3: <laughs> Smiley, Look, it looks so good. In fact, that you that you bailed on me and sent me next door to you play. Were a intimidating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you really were. Smiley Stu gotz invited Charlie to go up and play with him about ninety minutes away from where Charlie lived, and then just left him on the range. And then send him to another sure. golf course across well, the street. I mean, my
1: course had a tournament that day, and I didn't know that. I was not aware of it. so I sent Charlie
3: down the Allegedly. street to, to play another down golf the street course. Played yeah. the, loneliest, the loneliest solo round of golf my entire life, somewhere in uh, Fort Lauderdale, the like greater area, Coral I'm not Springs. sure. But yeah, Coral yeah. I'm sure
2: Springs, it was lovely. Where it was, yeah, <laughs> Smiley, how do
3: you feel about
1: tricked-out golf carts?
2: What do you think? Tricked-out golf carts? Yeah. I, that's like one of the things I totally want is a tricked out golf cart uh, yeah, yeah. for my house to be able to drive around the neighborhood or drive to go pick up uh, my kid from school. Yeah, that's definitely on my list. But it's just we're not in a neighborhood right now that it makes sense to have a golf cart to go
1: anywhere. It's just – but yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. How do you feel about guys or people who are blaring music out of that golf cart while on the course? Uh, big fan. Uh, depends on the music, but yeah, typically I I love loud music on the golf course. How do you feel about a golfer that you're playing with telling having a lousy round, but telling you about all his good rounds? Um, I I'm actually really good at
2: not listening to people sometimes. You know, I'm I'm been accused <laughs> of having selective hearing. So honestly, talk away. You know, if you got it, if you need to get it out, I'll just catch the last couple words and be like, oh yeah, you need to keep doing that. And uh yeah. I, I've I've been accused of when I'm looking at my phone or paying attention to something else it, my 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 focus just goes out the window. So, so yeah, yeah, excellent
3: excellent podcast host
1: trade. Like how really, about the golfer? <laughs> that, <laughs> how about the golfer that asks, "Is that OB?" when it's clearly OB?
0: Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
1: you know no, that guy?
2: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I do me. know that guy. That guy's me at times. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I i'm I'm always I, I don't mind a good stick on a golf course, so right. if if it's a good stick <laughs> and it's a good bit, then I'm
1: here for it. It's just maybe not every hole, uh, but I am here for that. All right. Uh, we appreciate this, man. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. I hope that uh, we could do it again. Check it out. The Smiley Show and check him out on social media at The Smiley Show. Um, you seem like you're in a good place, man. You're happy and uh, just had a child and, you know, you're hanging out with Charlie. I mean, look <laughs> at you. Who's better than you? And you got a golden. Do you have a white picket fence? I mean, you seem to have the perfect life. Smiley. Hold on. We got really? you're Missy, about to say is. it. Yeah, there's my golden tree dance. There
2: she is. What a, cutie. Now, Padre. Uh, what a cutie. <laughs> Padre.
1: You kidding. Mean... <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. we appreciate it. Good luck with the podcast. Uh, uh, um, and hopefully, boys. again, uh, we'll do this down the road again. It yeah, it's was, uh, almost it
2: football season, so I got to leave on a gold divers
1: <laughs> L- LSU correspondent, okay? <laughs> you got it if you need Hey, me, Charlie, congratulations
3: on the kid. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much, you <laughs> guys. Very timely i tell you what, it's a, it's a lot of work in between all the golf I'm playing. Give the kid you know, my best. I really, yeah, <laughs> will pass on your best. You
1: guys. When you see
0: him. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> when you see the it guy, might be a couple weeks, but I'll definitely make
1: sure he gets the message. All right. The Smiley Show, anywhere you get your, uh, your podcast and at The Smiley Show on Twitter and social media. Smiley, Charlie, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having us on, buddy. Yeah, boys. undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most.